0: Further up and further in to your presence. Deep, deep, and deeper still in your river. Satisfied, longing for more. Again. Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle.
1: Hey Amy, have you noticed the world's full of hot button topics lately? <laughs> I mean, the flavor of the week is Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Everybody's got an opinion, and they're not all wrong, and there's all kinds of things going around. But the thing I can't handle is all the vitriol, and the anger, and the accusation, and the judgment. So let's
0: talk about accusation, judgment, and blame, because that's a cheerful topic. Yes, that is such a (laughs) cheerful topic. And you know what? Personally, I just don't have any experience with that. (laughs) Oh, really? I can't even can't even complete the sentence really, before I'm Amy? like, oh goodness, oh goodness. Right, and that's the thing. No matter where you are yeah. in your relationship with Jesus, where your pitfalls are, yeah. where your wound, whatever, accusation, judgment, and blame are a thing
1: yeah. for everyone, and they're a thing that's like common to humans and guess what the very first recorded instance we have of it is the first husband and wife (laughs) okay couldn't say that with a straight face either, right adam and eve they are pointing fingers back and forth yep god standing in the middle and god is actually the only one with this like clarity on the motives of our heart are so Mm -hmm. twisty turny dark i mean we can't even know our own hearts perfectly well yeah And then we have other people with their complications engaging with our complications. And okay, full confession here. If I think about it down that path too long, I could throw my hands up and just like run for the forest. Yeah. Quite sure the best way to survive life is just be all by yourself. Yes. Yes. So I can sit there with all my judgy accusing thoughts without anyone interfering with them. (laughs) Without anyone calling me on anything. Exactly. And yet there are judgment calls we need to make. Oh, right. So let's unpack it.
0: Yes, let's. I guess I think it may be a good place to start is just like, what do we mean by these words? Because there's within my own household there's differing (laughs) definitions
1: and how many of us have had these conversations where like 20 minutes later I'm just like I am so confused and then realizing the other person is not using the same definition I'm using so we're either like really muddled and confused or I'm really flipping angry actually exactly we're using the same
0: words but we're not meaning the same thing at all
1: so man breaking down the words I mean that Mm -hmm. could be its own conversation however So when we're talking about judgment, I think... Let's see if you and I are talking about the same thing. Here we go. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: To make a judgment call, is it a good idea for me to go out tonight? Mm. Is it... um, Should we borrow more money to pay for this thing? Like, we have to make judgment calls all the time. We make decisions on what we should and shouldn't do. But when you and I are talking about judgment... I found a dictionary definition, and A, right? Perfect. <laughs> the dictionary's empirical. Yeah. I always say, if we can't agree on a definition, can we just use a dictionary one for the sake of the conversation? Yeah. Otherwise, we could spend two hours philosophizing, and neither one of us are really philosophers, are we?
0: Deep thinkers,
1: very thinky people. <laughs> not that. <laughs> the swirly, yeah, yep. convoluted... No, that's Can't not. do it. Cut to the chase, so yeah. we can get to the point. That's me. Mm-hmm. So, in the dictionary, it says... Um, the definition of judgment that we're using, which isn't the ability to make considered decisions. Yeah. We've talked about that legit, must do it, mature adults. But the kind of judgment we're talking about is to criticize or condemn someone from a position of assumed moral superiority. Oh, boom. I know
0: <laughs> That kind of goes along with that um, the, the quote I read from Seth Dahl, Instagram. Okay, that was the same it was to accuse another. Oh no, this is judgment. We're talking about judgment. Never mind. Okay. Back up. Are we editing? I'll, I'll add this later to whatever. <laughs> I'll bring this in when it's pertinent. Okay. You but bring yes, it in. moral superiority. Assumed. Assumed. Ooh, so what you're saying yes. is that type of judgment is also maybe connected in with pride. Boom.
1: I have none of that. Neither do I. Okay. <laughs> let's just be honest. Have you ever been in a debate discussion? you just pick the word yeah you, you, conversation you know, you're rumbling with something yeah. i do like that word yeah and you thought the other person had a morally superior position to yours no no
0: because if it was morally superior then i, I would picked it be picking it <laughs> right
1: because i <laughs> so i think just being authentic about internal thoughts i hope our listeners oh. are going
0: yeah yeah me
1: too because i'm not just basing this on you and i I'm old enough to have met a lot of humans. And this is something common. And mm-hmm. obviously, we should always have a well-thought-out position. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about this kind of judgment, to criticize or condemn. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're getting to the nitty-gritty of A, whatever's yeah. going on you know, under your roof. Um, we can make judgments about each other. Um, these big old conversations on the internet. Mm-hmm. Lots of passing, criticizing, or condemning. Yeah. So... What do we do Amy?
0: Oh goodness. I mean, again, I feel like we bring this every time we got to deal with our own stuff first. Sigh.
1: So what's our oh. own stuff? What's what is the driver behind judgment, criticism, condemning,
0: judgment? Yep. I mean, it's it's a whole hot mess of stuff actually, I think. It really is, isn't it? It's right? not just one thing. It's not. And it's going to and I think it's not all the reasons are not going to be um The same for everyone.
1: That's right. We're really nuanced people. Yeah. So we all bring our story to the table that comes along. I could be reacting with such heat to a certain thing because of pain in my own story Or a sense of, excuse me, like a really strong sense of judgment. Uh, I mean, of justice, sorry. Judgment justice. Like, I'm seeing something that I feel like is wrong. There's that, like, there's a little cartoon, really old, but it has never failed to amuse me, that I think the one of the husband or wife is in bed saying, are you coming to bed? And the other one's, like, hovering over the keyboard going, no, there's something wrong on the internet, (laughs) right? Like, yes, but what is driving that? And yep. for me, I'm just gonna be really honest. When I get kind of hot under the collar about some of this stuff, I want to speak more than I want to hear.
0: Mm. And I think, I think for me, what it comes down to is is if that if that person thinks they're right, mm-hmm. that means they think I'm wrong, mm. and I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. So I need to make sure that I know inside myself at least that <laughs> they're wrong, so that I'm right. Yeah. Does that make sense in a really
1: convoluted way? This just goes to show how nuanced it is. Oh, yeah. And then we bring all the other sort of other things that are going on. I'm feeling really powerless about the situation over here, but I can really power up on this one. Yep. And the thing is, is that you have a good word for this that is not coming to my mind right now. Maybe I'll trigger it by saying this. The thing about the internet conversations, Mm -hmm. that was an interesting way to say internet, the internet conversations is they're trying to simplify it down to A one versus two issue, Mm, mm -hmm. and so and it's rarely that simple. No, it's so much rounder than you can put into a paragraph. So, all these things playing into okay, you and I are followers of Jesus. We are passionate about spiritual and emotional and physical flourishing. Yes, we're doing this for a purpose for our listeners. What do we think are the key things that we would like to unpack about judgment?
0: About judgment.
1: I mean, Jesus said Mm. some very sobering words. I think they're in Matthew 7. They are. They are. And he says, if you're going to judge somebody else, you're going to get judged by the same standard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So do not judge others and you will not be judged. Yeah. For you'll be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged.
1: So this translation I'm looking at here, refused to be a critic full of bias. Well, (laughs) I like how in our own podcast we keep getting rendered speechless. (laughs) So if you use a standard against someone else, that's the standard that's going to be used against you. When I'm convinced I'm really right and other people are really wrong, I don't think about this, and I actually don't care.
0: No, because Because I'm right. I'm
1: on the right side, so it's going to be fine. Yeah. So what is the opposite posture that Jesus would have us
0: have? Yeah. And I think, right, I think we we see some direction in that in in Galatians.
1: Yeah, Galatians 6. Yeah. Yeah, if you see someone overtaken in a fault, I have it memorized in the King James, you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of meekness. So, man, Amy, I take this Mm -hmm. verse to be like, if I feel like it's something I need to address, which
0: we must sometimes. Yes, yes. We are not
1: talking about this mamby-pamby. I'm just going to sit here in my room and I know what's right and what's wrong, but I'm not going to say anything.
0: No, that's not this at all.
1: I think we've talked about that on podcasts, right? Where that can come into, like, Mm self-protection. And the thing that always propels me is if I'm going to speak up and risk the conflict and risk all the stuff. It has to be because of love. Yeah, because I care so deeply about this other person. Mm-hmm. But even then, I better ask a lot more questions. Yeah, than make declarations.
0: Yeah, and my my version says uh, if another if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly must gently and humbly help that person. Yeah. I when I am in judgment towards someone else, yeah, I'm not showing up gently and humbly.
1: No. I think I can tell when I'm in a better place to do it is when I'm deeply grieved.
0: Mm, yeah. When I feel
1: like grief for what's happening to this yeah. person and where it's going to take them, then I care deeply. But yeah. when I'm just mad that they're wrong and I'm right and I kind of want to stick it to them, yeah. that is not meek or humble.
0: Yeah, that's a really good th- really good thing, right? As we, we're looking at it, is what is the condition of our heart? Mm-hmm. How What's going on? I think that's a good way. Are we sad? Are we grieved? Are we right do we troubled care about it yeah or is it like oh, yeah. how dare they indignation
1: yeah there you go that's a prideful word yeah our friend jody always says if you're relishing the idea of the conversation you're probably not
0: the person to have it oh i know
1: it's a standard that just cuts to the okay yeah right because there's the ones
0: where it's like i can't wait to have that conversation with them and then i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna yeah. say that have Ooh. any of those conversations
1: ever worked out well
0: no and plus oh, the other jody, person never follows good... my
1: script like there's the problem right there That is a problem. Okay. So I'm just going to hot button issues. We do this right now in the news and where we live in Alberta. There's a pastor that uh, didn't follow all the restrictions and the protocols. Uh, He came out with a a very well thought out statement for Mm -hmm. his position. Yeah. Now it is not the same position as some other people who have some well thought Mm -hmm. out statements on Mm -hmm. their position. You could read both of them, and what I noticed is that people getting all hot on the internet and making judgments. Yep. Yeah. That what he's doing is either um, right or wrong from their position. Now, are you and I responsible to make a decision on this? We actually are. Yeah. We, 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 we get to pick whether we're doing this or not. And uh, as I'm reading all these back and forth, I'm deeply grieved because, mm-hmm. A, this is the body of Christ these are fellow believers who are both gonna all be in heaven, as far as I can tell. Yeah. They're like firing shots across the internet oh, yeah. and reposting articles and they are all coming down with indignation on one side yeah. or the other.
0: And we're not we're not following what Jesus commands us to do in John fifteen.
1: What does he tell us to do, Amy?
0: This is my commandment. Love one yeah. another.
1: But I am loving them. I'm just saying they're doing things wrong.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Romans 14, which has like been the chapter of the Bible for this whole COVID season of rules, regulations, what do we do, don't we do, you know. And it's like, it says, who do you think you are to sit in judgment of someone else's servant? And I'm just like, okay, so this pastor is God's servant. Mm -hmm. Whether I agree or don't agree with all the points that he laid out to support his position, which is very well thought out, you have to consider it. It's actually not my job to judge if he's doing the right thing or not. Obviously, yep. the um, like legal process will follow due process in this, and who knows what the end result will be. There will be some civil rights things come into this for sure. But beyond that, it's not my job. His mm-hmm. heart seems good. Yep. The pastors who are choosing to follow the regulations have their supporting scriptures and why they seem persuaded mm-hmm. of why, well thought out, who am I to judge God's servant? Yep. I have to make a judgment call on this for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have to for any people I'm responsible to lead. Yep. I don't have to sit in there and like fire away on the internet or anywhere else about whether they're right or wrong. Mm. Like the humble attitude of man, I feel like he's fully persuaded he's doing what God wants him to do and I pray for him and I bless him. What if even, Amy, do you think this is possible? Different people can be called to different
0: things. <gasps> no. <laughs> we
1: have to all be the same. I think about this sometimes. There's a—I will not name this hot button. There's a pastor that I follow. I listen to his messages. And he has a ministry that definitely includes supernatural things like mm. healing. A lot of people have been healed in his church, verified mm-hmm. by doctors. So not just flaky, mm-hmm. whatever. And he takes so much heat mm-hmm. on the internet. So much heat. And when he's been asked his response on that, he has said things like, I just know this is what God's calling us to. He said, I think some of those churches have a different ministry, Mm. a different emphasis, a different strength, a different calling. He said, so I just bless them in their journey. And I'm just like, wow. Right. What a way to respond. Right. Instead of the high horse
0: of... Of... How dare they? They should be just like us. Their expression should look like ours. and, And we have, I guess... The uh, something that I really struggle with is like the labeling people as false teachers mm-hmm. and then seeing it as, man, we're supposed to call out false teachers, stay away from mm-hmm, them. So mm-hmm. all I'm doing is warning people that these people are false teachers. And yeah. right? Like there's a which kind of feeds into that, yeah. right? It's 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 in that yeah. okay, is is this actually our job? Can it look different? Yeah. Is are they actually teaching stuff that's like Against salvation,
1: yeah, and it's like those debatable issues, right? Whether the Holy Spirit still does healing today or doesn't. I've seen lots of evidence both ways. I have. Yeah. I have a conviction. I will always pray yeah. for healing. Um. So when we're calling out these false prophets or false teachers, yeah. as you said, obviously there's a place for that. If somebody's telling me God's telling me to go cheat on my wife because my needs are not being met in my marriage, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, no, yeah, actually, no, no, just no. It's mm-hmm. not that we don't come with clear things. Mm-hmm. But there's humility, too, in that Like some of these things are debatable issues. And, man, I've landed in a place I feel fully persuaded of. Mm-hmm. Again, Romans 15, 14. But, again, where it says there, this person you're disagreeing with is one for whom Christ died. Mm-hmm. Be really like that level of respect and honor. Mm-hmm. So another of sort of subtle nuance, yeah. but maybe it's slightly different from judgment, is accusation. Yeah. <laughs> Accusation is really powered by the enemy. It is a strong, oh, dark
0: force. Right. He, he's name, literally he's talked accuser. To the accuser. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, yeah there's... Yeah. Now I'll talk about that quote that I was going to use for judgment because <laughs> it was about yeah. accusation. But it was, to accuse another is to make oneself appear to stand on the side of righteousness and refuse to offer forgiveness.
1: Okay. So I think... We are going to break that down even farther. That's a really good quote. Yeah. But what am I saying when I say accuse? Yes. You know, Amy, you dropped yep. a piece of paper on the floor. Am I accusing you?
0: No, because you've not attached motive. motive. Mm-hmm.
1: So Amy dropped a piece of paper on the floor as a fact. Your boyfriend cheated on you. Whatever. Fact, right? Fact. Like, I'm just trying to yep. say, there are facts. Somebody robbed you, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. As soon as we attach motive to it is when we are in the accusation mode.
0: Yep. So, Amy dropped a piece of paper on the floor because she's lazy and doesn't care. She's a
1: slob. She thinks I'm here just to clean up after her. Yep. Okay, can we just say that this comes into play
0: a lot with people you live with? Mm-hmm. Both ways? Yep. And like- I think uh, the thing about accusation for me is is the realization it's not, it, it's not the huge, big accusations. Yeah. Right. Like there, there are those, and those are the ones that are easy to spot. Cause you're like in your head, you're like, that guy is the worst person I've ever met. Those are really easy. Yeah. But also the little ones where it's like, wow, my spouse didn't make the bed today. Oh, Why'd
1: you have to pick on that one, Amy?
0: Well, because I never make the bed.
1: Oh, okay. My spouse never makes the bed. And I checked before we got married to make sure I wasn't marrying a slob. And as soon as we got married, he never made the bed again. And you know what I think when I go in in the morning? Clearly, he thinks I'm just the housekeeper. He has no respect for me. And right there...
0: It's not a big, huge thing, but it's still, we are assuming we know what is happening in that person's mind and why they've made their actions. So why isn't
1: he making the bed, Amy, since you're the non-bed maker?
0: Tell us. Tell us all. What's the point? So that the house will be tidy and clean? But then you just get in the bed... I mean, I don't like sheets are all no, 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 I don't like it when it's like all wrapped up, whatever, but if it's like where you can still get into bed and you're not going to have to remake the bed because the sheets are all crumpled and shoveled and mm. there's a medium. I'm a medium in the bed making, okay, but yeah, the accusation yeah. is 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 attaching <sighs> a motive to a
1: behavior which may or may not be true, yeah, but once again, it is not our job to bring conviction, yeah, oh, come on, yeah, I want to.
0: That is Holy Spirit's job.
1: Yeah, my friend Darlene's, like, really sweet and soft-spoken, but she, and she swears she never said this, but she totally (laughs) did. And I really feel it was under inspiration, because we were talking about marriage one day, and she was just like, "Um, you don't make a very good Holy Spirit, Michelle. (laughs) And apparently I don't. Yeah. Because when I come up with all my attempts at conviction, it usually creates chaos and conflict. Like, not healthy conflict. We need good conflict.
0: Yeah, and I wonder, like, right, when when... When I'm in the accusation mode, when I'm accusing someone, I wonder, this is, you know, I wonder how much of it is also now I'm trying to partner with shame to get a result that I want. Mm. Right? Because accusation, the stuff we're doing, we're not assuming good motives. It's not like we're assuming someone did something good and then it's because of their good motives. It's something that I wonder if it's like, you know, instead of just saying, man, can you pick that off the floor? Mm -hmm. To say oh man it's it's on the floor that's lazy and irresponsible mm. if we're now trying to use shame to motivate the behavior that we want could
1: be i wonder for sure i wouldn't say it can't be that's for sure yeah. it sure could be it's one of the motives so say um i'm gonna put the shoe on your foot i know you love when your husband makes the kids lunches yeah before whatever on his shift work yeah so if he doesn't And you find yourself having one of those Mm -hmm. days where you're like, this sucks. I do all the work. Yeah. He does never have to do anything. He shift work. He's never around. Mm -hmm. You want to go
0: into accusation mode. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, at that point, it's like recognizing, okay. I am now moving into the accusation. So it's like breaking agreement, Mm -hmm. right? Recognizing, is there anything that I feel hurt? Because accusation sometimes is like a a self-defense, like self-protection. I feel hurt, now I'm going to lash out. So it's like, do I need to forgive him for anything?
1: It really makes a big difference.
0: Right? And then for me, in the lunch thing is like, okay, gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah. It's like no, actually, like he does so much around the house. He's made a lot, he did this, he did this. Yeah. No, I'm not doing everything, yeah. right? And then after I've sorted through all those things, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, do I actually need to have a conversation with him because I yes. feel overwhelmed? Yes. Like if that's the the root of it, after I've cleaned up all the like, mm-hmm. maybe I still do need to have a conversation that's of right. like I'm working, I'm doing all this stuff, I feel overwhelmed can you help can you help
1: yeah which usually goes way better oh then <laughs> coming in with all the guns oh blazing. Yeah. it's so true gratitude helps me and it's not just like a glossing over like there isn't actually something mm-hmm. but it is perspective because mm-hmm. that one thing can become so all-consuming if that's all you can think about you actually like flags everywhere Mm-hmm. that's a thing you're you somehow the enemy who loves accusation and judgment and shame he loves it it's his main strategy his name is accuser if you are captivated by thoughts like this you're actually in a spiritual battle Yep. it doesn't mean there isn't something else that needs to be talked about or discussed but you are in a spiritual battle right now for your heart to be postured and positioned like jesus yeah so gratitude helps a lot forgiving often removes irritation sometimes then I just think well it's so silly like really if the guy never makes the bed till the day he dies he's an amazing husband and does yeah. a million wonderful things
0: yeah
1: and sort of become a com- comedic little thing that I get to point out after 24 yeah. years really this is the deal breaker yeah no not even
0: <laughs> this is the deal breaker if I can't live with an unmade bed I have issues too yeah right? and if that's the thing that's that you're going to let have so much power that now you're living in bitterness, robbing
1: you of joy. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah. And so gratitude super helps to shift Mm -hmm. forgiveness helps. And, um, yeah, there's something about humbling. It's like way more humble to say I need help than to say you bum.
0: Yeah. You never helped me. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So those are good tips. (laughs) So I wonder like, so, uh, you know, for accusation, we've kind of talked about what happens when we're coming from a place of accusation, what do we do when we feel like we are being constantly accused?
1: Mm-hmm. Again, for me, because I this is a fairly fresh one for me. Um, I the first thing I have to do is recognize what a spiritual event this is. Mm. It isn't that. So I'm not hyper spiritualizing. It isn't that people involved aren't actually, you know, making choices and saying yeah. words. They are, but because this is such a strategy, of the enemy. One of the things I do is make sure, do I need to make amends about anything? Because I might. Mm. I may not think it's a big deal, but maybe I need to go and say, man, it seemed like this really maybe cost you something I didn't recognize. And I'm really sorry about that. Is there anything else? And sometimes just that, is there anything else, gives the other person space to say stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, well, none of this was a big deal. Mm. So that's like one part of it. So again, humble and it's risky because they could unleash the Kraken on you. I've had it. The other thing I do is our soul tie prayer. Yeah. I just place the cross of Jesus between you and I. Lord, if I did something wrong, I mean, forgive me. Mm -hmm. I can't see the back of my own head. I can't. So maybe I'm missing something. And also that person has needs that they may be projecting onto me, and I cannot meet them, but you can, Jesus. And so I do that whole soul tie thing. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but that putting things on each other is very real. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone's putting something on you. Yeah. And it just needs to go on Jesus. But then you bless and keep the relationship God has for you. Mm. Because as soon as you start to really partner with it on either edge, whether you're the accused or the accuser, division's coming in. Yeah. And you're separated. Yeah. And disconnected. And that is not what Jesus has in mind for us in our relationships. And it's freaking hard. Like I said, I want to go to the forest sometimes and live by myself. But the truth is, God says we're better together. Mm. So we got to work through this.
0: Yeah, that's such a good picture, what you just said there of like putting stuff on each other. Mm Because accusation, blame, and judgment is Mm -hmm. heaping stuff on each other. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think, kind of, a nuance of blame for me is like I'm expecting someone else to meet all my needs. Ooh, yeah. And it's it's like when you unpack that, I'm really putting it on someone else. My okayness on somebody Mm -hmm. else. That's actually like a classic definition of codependence. Yeah. My. I am influenced and affected by other people, 100%. Mm. But my well-being, my happiness, my okayness cannot be attached to their behavior towards me. Otherwise, they've become the idol, the God of my life, not Jesus.
0: And this is so tricky. Yeah. Because we need
1: each other and we are affected by each other. Oh, man. But that, like... I, I, I picture myself taking like two or three steps back, deep breath. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, who do you say I am? Mm. How do you feel about me? What is true about me? So that I can t- continue to show up in this relationship that's mm-hmm. made up of two people with needs.
0: Yeah. And for me, blame is like, for me, when, when shame had a bigger say in my life, mm-hmm. it was, blame was like, Man, anything I can do for this not to be my responsibility, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do. Because it was like, this is one more evidence that I am shameful. I am bad, wrong, whatever. Not good enough. Right? So it was like, even if it was an action, it's like, no, no, no. This is one more thing that is landing on that. And everyone's going to see it. So I'm going to do my best just to like... get it as far away as I can by blaming others for the reasons why I did X, Y, and Z.
1: And so actually, we're come full circle in this conversation. Adam and Eve. Yep. One of them could have stopped the blame game. Oh, yeah. Either one of them. So you notice how when someone blames you, you want to blame back? Oh, yeah. That is like core broken human nature. (laughs) Yep. And like that's a good spot to recognize the cycle and just say, wait a minute. Okay, what if I'm going to... I do visual. I do Mm -hmm. visual. So, you know, we're not pointing the finger at each other. I'm going to put my hand down and I'm going to go stand shoulder to shoulder in my mind's eye. Mm. Now we're facing forward together. Okay, God, what do we need to unravel this? Help. Mm. How can we unravel this? We really need him to help us. But if we're both facing him and Mm. saying, Jesus, help. Man, everything's going to tone right down.
0: Do you have a Jackie Perry quote? I do, but I... I do, and I just... It's so good that I want to read it. I don't care if it fits...
1: Okay. (laughs) You're gonna edit this spot, but you go, girl.
0: <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, in this whole conversation of um, right judgment, accusation, blame, there was this quote I saw from Jackie Hill Perry, who she wrote an amazing book. Good God, no, gay girl. Good God, yeah, super good book. I recommend She's coming it. out in 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 um, the summer on a book of God's holiness, mm-hmm. which I'm so curious about. But I follow her, and she just said something that about judgmentalism, mm-hmm. Christians judging. That actually gets at me every time I kind of want to go into that mind. Because it's a feeling, right. not
1: gonna lie.
0: And so it says, Christian judgmentalism is a religious expression of narcissism. Judgmental Christians think they are clear sighted in their observations of others, but at the but the heart level, they are their own standard. In their eyes, whoever falls short of their glory has fallen short of God. It's a great quote isn't that, and it's and it's loaded
1: and i'm going to do an and here yeah. right now because i, I how many People's names will be dragged into this. I read an editorial <laughs> by Rex Murphy today, yeah. and, and I do love Rex Murphy. He's just really thoughtful, and he gives, he has a way of speaking mm, things directly. He really does. And he's talking today about how the new religion is politics mm. and shaming and cancelling. And I so, read that too. It's so good. And so yeah. when I hear Jackie Perry's quote, I know she, what she's addressing. Yeah. She's addressing stuff in the church, which is worthy of addressing, but it's not exclusive to the church.
0: No, no. So
1: this self-righteousness yeah. and this, like, moral high ground... It happens in every sphere. People that are not Christians are on the internet flinging mud about and hurling accusations. So
0: it's really common
1: to humans and brokenness. So what do we want our listeners to know as we wrap this up? Oh, man. It's hard. Yeah. This is common to humans. Mm -hmm. It's so a strategy of Satan to destroy the flourishing in Mm -hmm. our lives and our relationships. Uh, So don't fail to recognize the spiritual battle that it is humble ourselves practice intentional gratitude and acts of honor go out of your way to honor someone who's different from you uh lands in a different place and yeah we would even just end with a prayer god help us Mm -hmm. help us help us to follow in the footsteps of jesus who didn't back down from injustice always brought truth with mercy and to live in a place of humility and grace to create open spaces for others to flourish so that we can all go
0: further up and further in.